Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. Tefano, Liv and I are actually in the same room together for the first time. I feel like we say this all the time. For the first time in ages, we're back together. But it has been the first time in ages. I am very excited about this. It's so nice to see your face opposite me and not on that screen over there. I know. We spend our whole days looking at screens, so for us to be able to actually do this not on a screen, the dream. It's a privilege. Also, first caveat of the day, Liv is missing one voice. I am missing one voice or areas of my voice. Um, it's not COVID, everyone. It's not COVID. I've done a ridiculous amount of tests. Um, but it just seems to be this like lingering thing that's going on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here, but my voice isn't. So, so I mean, one day we'll have a perfect recording where neither of us are sick. Uh-huh. Neither of us are like down in the dumps. Neither of us are absent. We're, we're just, not yinging and yanging. We're, we're just like on the same page. I cannot wait for that day. I know. I'm I dreaming like, about that day. I don't know if the microphones can handle the day. I feel no, like I would just be no. yelling. We're going to have to sort of sit it apart. Anyway, Liv, we have got a really, really good episode in store we today. We do. So we actually will go through the co-papa of the episode because we often forget, as you all know, but today is just too good not to talk about. So first of all, I'm going to start off and I'm going to tell you a little story about a real life naughty or nice that happened to me. Oh, um, we're spicing things up. We are spicing this up. You know about it. It's about what happened to me on Twitter the other day. Yes, yes, yes. And we have to oh, talk about it. Can't wait to dive into that because kind of fucked. Yeah, and I feel like Culture Vulture is the safe space to bring this up and analyse it rather than doing it maybe on Twitter or oh, on social media. Definitely, so, we get some context, we get some tone, yes, all of those good things. All those good things. And then Liv, you are talking about something that we've honestly wanted to touch on for a long time. Yeah, we are talking today about the 27 Club. Just a really kind of fascinating phenomenon. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I've brought this up to a couple of people and they've been like, what is that? Mm. And I didn't realise that some people kind of didn't know what the 27 yeah. Club is. I feel like our Gen Z have less of maybe the people that are living on to mm. talk about these icons that passed away at 27 and so it hasn't been passed along so far. That's so true. But if you haven't heard about yeah. it, today you will. And it's really fascinating. And yeah. there's a whole lot of other great like media sources and everything that you can read up and listen to yes. about it. So... Yeah, excited for that one. Same. We should probably just say, we're going to put a content warning in here. Yes. So when we get to the 27 Club part of this episode, we do talk about death quite a lot. We talk about things like overdose and injury and self-injury, and and it can be quite a heavy topic. I mean, in general, it is a heavy topic. It's a very heavy topic. I mean, most of the deaths are around drug abuse or suicide or um, kind of those scary dark topics. Yeah. So if you don't want to listen into that, if that's too much for you today, absolutely fair enough. Just maybe go and listen to one of our lighter episodes. Yeah. But the first half of this 
you're going to want to listen to anyway. Um, Liv, first of all, what describes your week, Dar? Oh, look. Well, as of this morning, <laughs> yeah, being asked to be in the Battle of the Bands. No, like, this is honestly the high school, like, dream. I was telling Liv, I think I used to fantasise about this when I was at high school because I loved Camp Rock, loved High School Musical, loved Band Slam, loved School of Rock. Literally. I'm really excited about yes. it because it's something I didn't think I'd do. And... um. Basically, the other day, everyone in our office had gone, and I thought I was in it by myself because they'd all gone for, like, a burger or something on Friday. And so I was listening to, like, Billie Eilish or something, and I was just humming along. And then this other guy from our office was in, like, a different room, and he comes out, and he's like, oh, my God, was that you singing? Like, blah, 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 blah. And then this morning, he's like, do you want to be in a band for Battle of the Band? So Literally, that's fun. it's like um, when... Uh, Finn from Glee was singing in the bathrooms yeah. and weirdly, weirdly Matthew Morrison, the teacher, Mr. Schuster, walks in to the fucking bathroom, the showers, and that just goes, like, because I was there to witness this whole, this whole just like hoping you're going to be picked up by someone. Yeah, just like, like, la, no, la, 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 la. singing in the supermarket, <laughs> like, just hoping they're recording us as childhood. No, uh, Oh, no, honestly, I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere. I would, like, sing really loudly on the trampoline. Like, my nearest neighbour was a kilometre no. down the road. Like, what did I think? So I would play the keyboard by my window, open window, knowing <laughs> that my neighbours could maybe hear me. And, one, like, it's just so funny how relatable it's this so all is. so funny. I blame it on, like, TV shows and yeah. movies where that shit happens to people. Oh, but look, dream book. Now it's it happened. happened to me. It yeah. has happened. So, everyone... um, you, your dreams might come keep true. Keep singing in strange places. Just keep, keep singing like nobody's watching. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I really can't. I cannot wait. I'm dying. I just can't wait. Really, really funny. Luce, what describes your week? Um, not nearly as culturally relevant or as much of a dream come true. <laughs> my week um, has been a lot of leaning in. Love that. So the first thing I've, me and Liv actually talked about this in the week, and the first thing I've lent in um, to finally, I think, well, I'm trying, I probably won't be able to lean in like perfectly always. It's a journey. It's a journey is... Um, We've talked about this before. I get incredibly bad anxiety. Like the next day after I've been drinking, even if I've done nothing bad. Oh, like she'll literally do nothing at all and wake up. I mean, I'm the same as well. We'll both yeah. do it. Wake up, barely even fucking talk to anyone the night before yeah. and just be like, oh my God, I'm humiliating. Yes. Like I am humiliating. And then I had a really lovely night out on Friday night um, with a lot of people that I hadn't met before, but like. I knew that I was fine. I knew that I was being personable. I just get overly affectionate and quite loud and like, you know. And and that's a fine thing to do when you're – there's a lot worse things to do when you're drunk. Sure. I woke up in the morning and I like had a little bit of anxiety. But then I was like, no, I am tired of facing these demons every single time I wake up. Like they are just who I am. Genuinely. Like, like and, and I decided. it's like when you were – drunk I guess there's this extra version of you that's released right but it's still like in you it's like you kind of have to just accept it I know and then the more you don't accept it the more you kind of try and push it away I feel like the more it comes out yes it's when like you are drinking Liv I imagine you because we sort of talked about this and you said yeah I just lean in now to how I get when I'm yeah. drunk I feel like with you it's like people wanting to have deep chats with you or you having deep chats with people yeah and you wake up the next morning you're like well why the fuck just did like I getting here? like so fucking philosophical yes. or like telling them about something yes. that happened to me when I was like seven years old or something stupid no and it's like this is what we're like yeah no this, literally and so instead of battling the demons which like aren't even that bad 
um, I've decided to just lean in, lean into oh, that. I love that. Actually, I did have a little bit of that this week as well. Just like when things happen to me in my life, I'm just someone that like I have to tell someone right oh after. And like you're yeah. the same. But I get this real like, fuck, because I'll feel good just after I've said it. Yes. And then like half an hour later, yes. I'll just be like, why? Like, why did you go into that much detail? Or like, why did you let that person into your private life, even though it's like your best yeah. friends or whatever. And it's how good friendships are formed. A hundred percent. And like, it's good to be vulnerable yes. and open, but there's still that bit of society that's kind of like, keep it cool and chill and whatever. Yeah. And I can't. And then, I, yeah. And then when you kind of talked to me about it at brunch, we went out for brunch and Lucy was like, I'm leaning in. I'm sick of being hungover and anxious and yeah. everything. And I was just kind of thinking like, fuck yeah. Like yeah. I overshare. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but it's like, with us, it's not even oversharing. It's like mm. a, a quite a good amount of sharing, but I think it's just because a lot of people around us maybe don't share that much. Yes. That in comparison, we you seem feel like, like you're just naked yes. in front of them. Oh, honestly. And and it's I sometimes will be like, nah, not telling anyone yeah, about anything. This thing. <laughs> this thing happens and then I'm like bursting at the scene. Literally, or I'll have one drink and I'll be like, Okay guys, this yeah. thing happened, you'll never believe it. And I'll wake up in the morning and be like you were meant to keep yeah, that to you yourself, <laughs> Lucy. That was meant to be private. Yes. So anyway, and then on the other side of that, also mm. leaning into, I mean, this is kind of oversharing uh, like to its extreme, like leaning in. I'm really feeling, this is going to sound so random. I'm really feeling like social media at the moment. Which okay. Is crack up because it's my job. Yeah. But there was a bit of time where I absolutely adored the newsletter, which I still do. But I was yes. like, maybe I'm not like an Instagram girl anymore. Maybe like shit you should care about is more newsletter or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, then started leaning into TikTok. Yeah. Doing some days This in was life. always going to happen. And I was waiting for the day yeah. that you started picking up TikTok yeah. and rolling with it. I'm, I'm loving it. It had to happen naturally. Because for a while I was like... No, mm. I can't spend my time doing that. I've got so much other shit to do. But then I was like, actually, it's fun. It's yeah. like reminding me of the early days of shit you should care about. Yeah, like, it's like when you kind of don't know what you're doing yeah. and you have that freedom to explore it yeah. because you haven't created that mold for yourself. Yeah, yet. hardly any followers, like really low stakes. You can mm-hmm. just do whatever you want, which like is Instagram is terrifying because there's such a huge following. So I feel like that really invigorated my I can do social media. I actually love it. And then also, there's been a lot of day in the lives, which is actually really cute. Like today, you are going to see, if you go onto our TikTok, you'll see Liv and I, like, in the podcast studio recording this podcast. You know, you'll see little clips. You you won't see, like, all of us, but you'll see enough of us that I think it will really make this all make a bit more sense Yeah, to I you. think it will give you context. Yeah. Like, I love that. I mean, obviously, Lucy and I don't show our faces, and we won't, and yeah. that's just what happens. But... I do love listening to a podcast and then <laughs> looking the people up because then it just like changes the experience. Yeah, and it's like I also did a speaking event last week and and everyone that met me was sort of like, oh my god, I love that you know I knew your voice and I knew what you thought before I knew what you look like because it doesn't matter. And then they were so yes. excited to meet us and I feel like it just takes away the pressure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, and then so really been leaning into social media which is hilarious because my naughty or nice is about how I sort of had to <laughs> lean out of social media Ooh, for the weekend yes but not by your fault not at any fault of my own yeah. and I'm aware of this um didn't stop a fucking shiver from running down my absolute spine oh, when it happened feel like death no 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Probably. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened um, on Twitter. As we said before, really resonates with the leaning into social media thing. So um, I have been getting into TikTok, you know, that's what we do. So I've been scrolling on it a little bit and I found the sound that I really wanted to use and it was cute. It was going to be a really cute thing that I made. But again, people didn't have this context that I was going to go and make something really cute and wholesome. And so the sound was, it was something like, it's not a flop error. It's just one flop. Like it was like, you know, about how you can do something bad, but it's not a flop But it doesn't overtake your life. Like it's a one thing. Which is ironic because of what happened. So (laughs) heard the sound, thought, wow, I should make a really cute Harry Styles TikTok to this um, about how even if he's worn a bad outfit or something, it's, he's not, it's not a flop era. Like he still thrives. We love him. And so I actually was racking my brains and I couldn't think of a time he'd even had a flop outfit. So I went to Twitter and I was like, you know, has Harry Styles ever had a flop outfit? And a whole bunch of question marks, like an actual question. I wasn't insinuating anything. Actual question. And then I said, and if you were, who the fuck cares? And then it's a fucking outfit. (laughs) Send pics, please. And then I logged off Twitter because, like, we do have an actual job. Like, all Mm. the social media stuff is stuff to make content that is, like, running alongside running this actual business and writing our scripts and stuff like that. So I logged off because I had a meeting or something. Got back on live, like hundreds, if not thousands, of replies, quote tweets, telling me <laughs> I was the worst person in the entire world. Get Harry Styles' name out of my fucking mouth. If they see shit you should care about in the streets, they're going to knock them dead. Like, literal people were wanting me dead for saying, well, not even saying, for suggesting, like, has Harry Styles ever had a bad outfit? And, like... Even though, in my right mind, I know that this doesn't matter, when you have hundreds of people coming for you, saying that they want you dead or that you're the worst thing ever or that you can not like a thing that you absolutely adore, like Harry Styles, you just, like, your body runs cold. I can't even imagine. I would have puked in the toilet or something. I was like, holy fuck, I'd left it up for, like, half an hour. Um, Also, just, like... Harry Styles' whole thing is treat people with kindness. And like yeah. the way that these people were what? responding to me, it was like I'd done something absolutely unforgivable. So this brought up a few things for me. And I talked to you and Ruby about it because whenever something like this happens, which we're really lucky that it's not very often that I will get scared from the internet because the whole job relies on me feeling pretty comfortable to just like mm-hmm. say whatever. Um, and I usually I have a, quite a good grasp on it, but I talked to Ruby and Liv because I was feeling real anxious about it. Well, we were in a meeting, and then Lucy was like, "Guys, before we start talking about whatever the fuck we were going to be talking about, I'm being cancelled right now, like yeah. kind of hardcore." And we were like, "What the fuck? Like, what happened?" And then she explains the situation as she just did on mic. And sorry, like Ruby and I were both like, are you fucking kidding? Like that is so fucked up on so many levels. This is the toxic side of fandom. Yes. And this is okay. like we are here to stand up for fans always. Like Mm. we have made it a huge part of 
shit you should care about. But I do feel like when things like this happen, it's also our responsibility to educate on this kind of thing because we are here for you. And it won't be anyone listening to this no. that has been saying these things. But it did. It brought up a few things that I thought we should talk about on mic. So the first thing was that, like, and we spoke about this, Liv, you should be able to admit that even someone that you adore can make a mistake. Like, people are human. Yeah, people are human. And again, this was a super low stakes way that we could have, like, learnt that people can make mistakes. Like, I asked about an outfit. This wasn't a huge life or death situation. It wasn't like situation. it was about his behaviour and, like, yeah. you were, you know, trying to yeah. trying to shit talk no, him in God any no. way, shape or form. So I just think, like, this was a good chance for us to be, like... It's quite unhealthy to think that this person that you have deified mm. so much couldn't possibly do something wrong. Mm. Um, and it's just really human to be able to, you know, accept that we're all flawed, even celebrities, even me, even you, Liv. Mm-hmm. And all these people that were sort of replying to the comments, I'm sure they have stepped a foot wrong in their lives. Which brings me to my next thing is that, like, it's also a good um, reminder, which we're usually pretty good at, is that, like, no one in your real life would ever say these things to you. No, so ever. I deleted Twitter for the weekend, which was fine because everything yeah. blew over. It was absolutely fine. Um, it was a small deal in the grand scheme of things. But I deleted Twitter, and then I went and I lived my real life. I did meetings. I talked to people. I talked to other people that have had shit happen to them online, and they were all like... You know, Lucy, you know people respect you. You know that you talk about some incredibly difficult issues on your platform Mm -hmm. and they are things that you, yeah, if you'd put a foot wrong, you should be worried about. This is not something. This is not one of those things. Like, as soon as you told us about it, it was like, okay, not a big deal. I mean, obviously horrible that you're getting that sort of hate. It's just what Twitter's built for. It's just just everyone. Emotional, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just... It's built to strip context. It's built to have, like, one mm. villain every day. Yes. And, like, in every fandom or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's the it's whole... It's like playing into the roles, isn't it? And yeah. it's, like, making it up so that there's tea all the time. Yes. And it's sort of built to tear people down. Like, people love a villain. People don't love giving grace. And then yeah. I just... So, deleted Twitter, um, realised that in my real life, you know, we know no... And, and that's the same with Instagram and things. People always ask us how we deal with the trolls and all that kind of stuff. Especially when we were, like reporting on Trump or whatever during the mm. elections. And it was just simply a case of we do not – these people are faceless. We don't know what we, – we don't know anyone in real life that no. would say these and things. And the really interesting thing that we always find and that I know other, you know, media people or content creators or whoever it is that's getting hate – from people online find that if you do reply to them, like if you get this horrible hate-filled message and you reply to them being like, oh, like what are you actually upset about? Or like whatever. They always backtrack. Yeah. They always backtrack and they just want some form of attention. They basically just want to be able to communicate, but like yeah, in the most fucked up way possible. So then you realise like, fuck, these are just like lonely people behind the screen. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not wanting to give them much empathy here, but. But, that is the case. Yeah. And so, obviously, I mean, this isn't an advice podcast, but the best advice I could ever give you is no, give no time. No. Give no time, give no response, give nothing. Um, unless, you know, you've made a mistake and then you Yeah, absolutely. Like, There's oh, a difference. Shit, I did this. This is what I did. Let's all learn together. I mean, the same thing we talk about every podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing, just really quickly, I wanted to touch on. It's kind of cringe, but also kind of true. It's just like... 
a reminder that there actually is a person, and this is so not a hot take, but like there is a person behind like every account you interact with, even if it's got a fucking verified tick. Sorry, not a corporation, just a person. A person like like your brother, your sister. Like literally, we're all just people and so is Harry Styles. And this is why he can sometimes, I mean... I haven't seen a photo. No. But <laughs> I'm sure there's been times in his life where he's been like, not feeling my outfit today. Yeah. Why did I wear that? Yeah. So um, that is just a really good low stakes example. I've been talking a lot about low stakes mistakes. Mm. <laughs> but this wasn't even a mistake. This is just a low stakes example of like what it can feel like to be trolled mm-hmm. and like also just... It's scary. Know, some learnings. It is. It's scary. but And it's also just like, oh... We should learn from this because this isn't very healthy, no, is it? Exactly. Anyway, love. So that's that's my um, naughty or nice. That so was naughty. Definitely naughty. Definitely naughty. And easy. And, naughty. And easy naughty. And now I'm really excited to talk about our main event again. This is where you should switch off, go and listen to something else if you don't want to hear about the Twenty Seven Club. But live. I'm excited to learn from you about what the fuck the 27 Club is. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.